The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for hanging in there with us and joining us again for another production here of the Advisors Roundtable. Thanks a lot also to our sponsors. Couldn't do it without you. So, Bubba, our minds work uh, kind of in strange ways, but you you can remember first times. You can remember your first uh, bicycle wreck, your your first kiss, your first girlfriend, your first car. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, when I say that, I have my, because of the way your memory works, mm-hmm. I have this smell that comes into my brain. Okay. <laughs> when I say my first car, right? Uh, and so there's these first in your brain. You remember when you first learned about money? Did you learn about it? From a person, or was it a specific overtime kind of uh, of experience for you? I, so, um, I I would say probably the first place that I learned about money was um, going through the grocery store with my grandfather. Okay, I used to go shop with him on on Saturday mornings, mm-hmm. and my grandmother made a big meal on sa- uh, Saturdays for Sunday lunch, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, and and it was kind of our routine. I think a lot of times I would spend the night with them on Friday night, yeah. Wake up on Saturday mornings, you know, six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. We're off to the grocery and you're store. How old oh, uh, five, four, five. Really? Yeah, young, young. Okay. Um, and, uh, and we would go to the grocery store. And I remember watching specifically my grandfather make a, a poor cashier re-ring everything in the basket. <laughs> oh, no. Because she was off by like five or ten cents or, or whatever it was off. Maybe it was a dollar. Who and knows? He calculated it in his head. Uh, to or, the penny and with tax included. Oh, he really? said, no, that's wrong. <laughs> And sure, and that was the old days when they didn't have the scanners and you had to key everything in, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I specifically remember that. Right. Um, and and so, what kind of impression did that leave on you? Well, uh, so it it wasn't necessarily then, but it was a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, I think my grandfather once told me uh, something to the tune of, you know. Watch your pennies, and the, and the dollars will take care of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that, that stuck with me forever. Okay, right? Yeah. I, obviously, if I'm remembering it to this day, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. And um, it it made sense to you. It did. Yeah. It clicked mathematically. Mm-hmm. It clicked um, logically. Right. You know, you picked up on it, and it clicked because you respected him. That's right. You'd seen him mm-hmm. manage his money making the lady recalculate mm-hmm. everything and, and, and doing his own mathematics before yep. he got to the counter with mm-hmm. the taxes. Fa- finances seemed to be a big deal. They did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were four, five, six, seven years old, something like that. Somewhere and, in that time frame. Yeah. 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 Um, Probably closer to five than I was seven. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you, if you were, you know, kind of czar of the world 
would it be early like that when kids learn about money? You know, I was thinking about this, and I don't know if I even brought it up on one of last week's shows, but there's this taboo about talking about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I remember being at dinner um, with, uh, with some folks, and this is, you know, 25 years ago, mm-hmm. and the, the, the conversation got around to politics of some sort. Oh boy. And as can happen, things get a little heated, right? <laughs> You're right. And to, to which, uh, you know, my, my, my very dear friend, Mary, said, mm-hmm. well, you know, that's why Mother always told us never to talk about money or politics or religion, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the dinner table. <laughs> oh, to which I said, well, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and what better is there and what more fodder could you? Yeah. And also, you learn a lot, mm-hmm. especially if you're observing. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. watching your grandfather do what your, your grandfather did, watching the importance of it, mm-hmm. watch, watching the time he put into it, yep. sent some sort of message to yeah, you, right? Absolutely, it did. So I, did, you know, I bring that up to say that I don't think that parents are having enough conversations with their children about money. Early enough? Early enough. Now, now maybe they're doing a little bit better because that statistic that we read last <laughs> week went from thirty to thirty-three percent. Now have a, a written, you know, written plan. financial plan. We're making a difference. We're making a difference, right? right? Um, but I, I think that you should start early mm. uh, with your children talking about money. Okay. And and it doesn't have to be in depth. You don't have to go into derivatives and talk <laughs> about you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, spread, you yeah. know, spread option straddles and swaps and, strat- and all yeah, exactly. that stuff. You don't have to. Yeah. No, no. Uh, it can be as simple as saying, you know what? Um, we don't have enough money for that, or I don't see the value in buying that right now, so mm-hmm. we're going to hold off. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. we still want it next week, then we'll discuss that. All right, so see, here, I'll give you an example of that. So I've got a, a, one daughter who's mm-hmm. 23 or 22, almost 23 years old. I've got another one that's uh, 20. And, you know, so they're out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I officially moved the youngest one into her own apartment. Okay. Okay. And so my wife, over their lifetime, over the last 22, 23 years, having an effect on kids' lives in the house, my wife still, even though we own our own business mm-hmm. and she runs the show, yeah. she determines when we get paid and when That's we right. get money and mm-hmm. when we get distributions and all that sort of stuff. Well, she still has it in her head the way she was when she was growing up and mm-hmm. wasn't in charge and when she worked for the man. Mm-hmm. And so when we were newly married almost 40 years ago, she would say, you know, we can't afford that. We yeah. need to wait till the next payday. Mm-hmm. So she still says that. Right. We need to yeah. wait till the next mm-hmm. payday. And so my kids, they've grown up waiting till the next payday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, uh, you know, Dad, I'd really yeah. like to have a new pair of mm-hmm. shoes. We're going to have to wait till the next yeah. payday. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is that living paycheck to paycheck? <laughs> yeah. 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 From my wife's point of view. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when, when you were worried about living paycheck to paycheck and you were trying to budget the money and you're trying to live mm-hmm. within your means... You had these infusions of money coming every payday. Sure. And maybe you didn't have the $100 for the extra pair mm-hmm. of tennis shoes this time, but you know, we can think about it the next payday. And that has had an effect on these two kids. Right. That, you know, as young as they've, they are, they've had a couple of jobs, but they really haven't had the job that is ultimately responsible for paying all of the bills in the house mm-hmm. yet. But they still say that. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get one of those next payday. So yep. that, that's a good compliment to mom. Mm-hmm. And I think it reiterates what you said. We need to talk about this. We need to talk about it in the family. We need to talk about it more often. We need to talk about it earlier. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to give you an example of that here at the Advisors Roundtable about talking about finance and how to learn about it. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on Super Talk Radio. And we're talking about learning about personal finance. Where did you learn about it um, initially? Was it uh, a family member or observing somebody else? Maybe. I've had people tell me uh, from time to time, Bubba, that it was on a television show. You know, they, okay. they learned a little bit of, of the importance of, of personal finance on a television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guy told me he learned about it um, on the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> you know, just Mr. Drysdale mm-hmm. and, 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 and the attitude that Jed mm-hmm. had and all that sort of stuff. Just a, a little bit about what the world of finance mm-hmm. is like. First of all, is it too confusing? Uh, yes, it is too confusing. Do we make it too complicated? Um, I don't know that we make it too complicated. I, 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 I almost, I, I would think that, um, the complications are, are there for a reason because mm-hmm. it is complicated, mm-hmm. right? Can be, yeah. But I think that it could be explained in a better way. Mm. Like some of the terms. Yeah. 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 It, you know, you, you think of, uh, of the medical profession, right? Yeah. Yeah. Many of the the terms are derived from Latin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, and I think that there's uh, just because there's a derivation from the Latin, you know, uh, language for mm-hmm. a lot of these terms mm-hmm. that a lot of people automatically are just put off. Mm. Kind of like with math, you know, mm-hmm. if they see a plus or a minus or something in brackets, <laughs> you know, they're going to be like, "What in the world does that mean?" You know, <laughs> right? You know, here's an equation with a letter put in it. Yeah, I don't want to see that funky e thing. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that it is confusing. It right. can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Right. So it 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 it, it is complicated. Mm-hmm. It can be confusing, but it's not beyond most of us to at least learn the basics. That's right. Now, blocking and tackling. Yeah, the blocking and tackling part. Mm-hmm. And you know, we've talked about the basis. Don't spend more than you mm-hmm. make. Always save something. Give some away. You're going to have to pay taxes. You know, mm-hmm. just basic stuff like that. That you may not want to know. You may not want to admit I'm going to have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. You may not know. Want to think that you know I need to p- keep up with it. I make yeah. five hundred dollars. I don't need to spend more than five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me tell you how I learned about it very in, in the very beginning, like three, four, five years old. Mm-hmm. My uncle, who was very successful, uh, playing Monopoly. Okay. Right? He always won Monopoly. And nobody sitting around because he did not tell them the secret. Mm-hmm. All right. And whether it was his brothers and sisters, including my dad, whether it was his in-laws, whether it was his nieces, nephews, his own children, nobody could figure out why my uncle, Pat, won Monopoly every mm-hmm. time. They would even try to gang up on him. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to buy Boardwalk and whatever, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get over here and get Kentucky Avenue, and, you know, I want to make sure that I own the utilities Mm -hmm. and whatever. Nobody. So I finally asked him, I said, Uncle Pat, why do you win every time? You know, and I'm like three, four, five years Mm -hmm. old. And he said, 
Never spend more than you take in every time around the board. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a pretty easy one. So, you know, here you go. You start out with a certain amount of money, right? Mm-hmm. The rules say everybody gets so many fives and so many tens and so many ones and so many fifties mm-hmm. and hundreds, right? And here we go. We're going to roll the dice and we're going to go around. Once you go past go, most of the time, you know, sometimes you'll get to collect money or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he would say, okay, I've gotten $200 this time around. Maybe I can afford. So what he would do mm-hmm. is he would wait until he got on that very last leg. You know, it's, a, yep. it's basically a square or rectangle mm-hmm. the board is. And so he would wait until he got around there. And if he hadn't had any l- bad luck... Mm-hmm. Because you can land on something that says oh, yeah. you got to pay taxes. Yeah. Or you got to pay your power bill. Yeah. Right? You got married. You got married. <laughs> Fork out this money. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So he would wait until he got around there and he felt like, you know, his odds of on the next roll, he's going to be able to pass mm-hmm. go again or whatever. And so he, all right, here's something for 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. I'll buy Kentucky Avenue for $30. Yep. All right. And. He always made sure mm-hmm. that it, on every one, and if he got, if he, if it was one of those uh, passes around the board where it was an unlucky thing, mm-hmm. you know, he was commanded to pay this or commanded yeah. to buy this or commanded to, to give this, then he didn't buy anything that time right. around. Now, I'm thinking, first of all, I like a winner. Mm-hmm. I want to be a winner. That's, you know, I'm only four or five years old, but I want to be a winner. Mm-hmm. The second thing was, that made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it is one of the first rules of finance, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't spend more than you make. And Uncle Pat taught me that very early on. The, the other thing that I take from that from your Uncle Pat is consistency. Yeah. He did it the same way every single time he played, and he won. And if you had ever met Pat, mm-hmm. you'd understand that. Pat was a he he taught himself how to do algebra. Okay, he he went to a small high school in mm-hmm. Alabama where they did not teach calculus, and he wanted to be a civil engineer. Yep. and he knew he needed a calculus grade way back in the nineteen forties mm-hmm. to be able to get into the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going being a University of Alabama. Right person myself, I have to admit my uncle Pat went to Auburn, yeah. which is fine. It's mm-hmm. a good school, yeah. and it and, and you know it produces some very you know, smart people, uh, you know, uh, veterinarians and architects mm-hmm. and other people like that. So he that was his goal. Yeah, and he taught himself in junior high and high school how to do algebra and calculus because they didn't have a teacher, mm-hmm. and he knew he needed a grade. So he went down to Auburn one summer mm-hmm. and got a job down there and went to a local high school and took a calculus class so that he could have a calculus okay. grade to get his rear end in. Yep. Okay? And then when he came out, he was one of the um, uh, engineers on the interstate system okay. in America. Uh, so, uh, but he was dedicated, and he was determined, uh-huh. and he was consistent. Now... Now that I say that all that stuff about him, my late uncle Pat, tell me why you think consistency is important when it comes to personal finance. Uh, well, so more along the lines of, of savings and investing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Being consistent in your approach, I think, is going to give you more success over the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are times when you can be opportune, 
recently, right? We've had a 20% correction in the stock market, a mm-hmm. uh, little bit more. And if you had idle cash sitting by that you were willing to deploy and, and put to work. And it was long-term money. And it was long-term money. Yeah, that, that might be a very good opportunity to, to do things. Things may be on sale. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I think of the, the parable of the uh, the tortoise and the hare, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. You know, yeah, you yeah. you can get out there and you can get on a race car and, and be going real fast, mm-hmm. but then you're going to have a blowout, mm-hmm. you know, or you're, you're going to blow rings in, in, yeah. in, in the engine. Or you're just going to get tired. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Burn out. Right. Right. Um, but if you're slow and steady and you mm-hmm. keep doing thing in, at things in a methodical and, and uh, very prescribed manner, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have more success over the long term. Yeah, so we've talked uh, a little bit about uh, learning from family members mm-hmm. and observing people around us ab- about our personal finances. Um, what about school? Well, l- let's get back to um, being methodical and, and specific. Mm-hmm. How do most people invest their money? Mm-hmm. Good question. I would say for the majority of folks, it's going to be through a retirement plan. Like a 401k? Like a 401k. All right. And you typically put money in that in a very prescribed method. Every time you get paid, money uh-huh. comes out of your uh-huh. check and it goes into your 401k. Right. 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 Um, which is very slow. Right. Very steady. Right. But then you look at it one day and you're like, oh, holy cow, you know what? I've got $75,000 in my 401k. And you keep it up and you're mm-hmm. like a lady that we saw earlier mm-hmm. uh, this week. Uh, or at the end of last week, whenever, who had eight, nine hundred thousand, a million bucks. That's right. Mm-hmm. And she just kept plowing mm-hmm. it in there over 40 years. Now, in the middle of this 40 years, 35, 40 years, whatever mm-hmm. uh, her time frame was, was the stock market always great? So it's funny you mentioned that because mm-hmm. her comment when she came in was I really wanted this to be a million dollars, and I was just a touch under it, right? Right, right, right. right. Uh, back in January. Right, right. Um, when the market when the But the market corrected, right? Uh-huh. And she said, do I need to leave it here, or do, do I need to move it? You know, mm-hmm. we had this long discussion talking about options available to you, right. that sort of thing. Um, and and in, in the long run, you know, she decided that moving it was the best option. Mm-hmm. In her best interest. And in her best interest. consider it everything. Right. 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 Uh, but even so, uh, you've got to consider if you're invested in a 401k or you're invested in an IRA, mm-hmm. you're still invested. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So when the market does turn around, mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, participate well, right. in that. that. That's the whole goal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, 800, 900. A million dollars? Right. I don't care where you live. That's a mm-hmm. lot of money. That's right. Was this more, this woman that we're talking about, was she born wealthy? No. Was not. So this slow and steady, methodical, mm-hmm. consistent thing we're talking about is something we can learn. I, th- I think the other uh, interesting thing about this is that she has no need for the money in this account. <laughs> You know, she's got other uh, income coming into her, and she really doesn't need any of this income or or money in the account. Right. So uh, we've got some unique planning things that we get to do with her coming Mm -hmm. up, you know, upon RMD time and that sort of thing. Yeah. uh, Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break, and we're going to continue to talk about sources of places to learn about personal finance from the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. 
Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Cooley and Labus with you. Right here today talking about personal finance and where you learned about it and the effects it can have on your life. So we're talking about this one particular lady who's a client of ours and she just was consistent and saved and, and lived within her means. And over time, she had uh, you know, a million bucks uh, set aside. So you're, you're alluding, alluding uh, going into the last break there, Bubba, that uh, there may be some cool planning opportunities uh-huh. we have with this lady with this amount of money. You said she didn't necessarily need the money, uh, right? And and by her own admission, she said, "Look, you know, I've got I've got no need for this money. I've got plenty of other money and savings, et cetera, et cetera." Mm-hmm. Um, my spouse has a little. My spouse has a little. Um, he saved I, yeah. too. I want this money to grow, and uh, at some point, I will give it away to children and or charity. Man, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And you say this lady was not born wealthy. That's right. And just did this over the last 35, mm-hmm. 40 years. And over right. the last 35 or 40 years, uh, she's changed jobs. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. Her, her spouse has. Yeah. And they just remain consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, the economy hasn't always been perfect. No, I mean you. You look back over her uh, her career, and you you think of all the times that there have been stock market corrections and uh, recessions mm-hmm. in the economy, mm-hmm. uh, and she has lived through all of that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, you know markets haven't mm-hmm. always cooperated with her. Interest rates mm-hmm. haven't always been perfect, right? But she was just consistently mm-hmm. doing the monopoly game, living by the rules, mm-hmm. being consistent, right? Yep. All right. So a couple of these cool things that we can do from a point of view of planning mm-hmm. for her and her situation. You alluded going into that last break, uh, something about RMDs, some things we could do with that sure. when she gets to be 72. Yeah. What are so, you talking about? So the, the rule used to be age 70 and a half that if you had an IRA, you had to take money out and pay tax on it. Because they want you pay tax. That's right. The yeah. government needs their tax money. Mm-hmm. Uh, now more than ever, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, that that age has changed to age 72. Mm-hmm. Um, and along with that, uh, there were other provisions in the tax code that have been changed as well. So for an individual who does not need the income, mm-hmm. per se, mm-hmm. you're allowed to do a direct distribution to a charity, which would satisfy that required minimum distribution. So once you get to be seventy-two, mm-hmm. and they tell you you've got to take out ten grand a year, I'm just mm-hmm. picking a number. Yeah. You can take the ten grand out and pay the tax. Mm-hmm. And you know maybe you wind up with seventy-five hundred, eight thousand dollars that you can go, you know you you can go to the beach with it, right? Okay. You can okay. go buy a purse. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> buy a four wheeler. Yeah. You right. know. Or. Or you can give it to charity. So if Daddy Warbucks mm-hmm. over there gave $10,000 a year away to various charities, mm-hmm. he, you know, he had uh, the Cancer Society and St. Jude and mm-hmm. maybe the local Humane Society and his church. Right. Can he do it to all of them? He can give 1000 of this, 1000 of that, 1000 can. And then 5000 of the other one or whatever. That's right. He can. Mm-hmm. And not have to pay the tax. And not have to pay the tax. And Now, he doesn't get to take a deduction. Uh-huh. Right, but at least you forego paying the tax. Yeah, all right. So that's some real cool planning yeah. there. The other thing, and at, at the end of the day, it's kind of the same net wash effect, right? As, as opposed to not paying the tax or not getting mm-hmm. the deduction. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know. All right. So now, 
if we anticipate she's got all this other income and, and, and her spouse saved and, and, and they're going to be okay and this chunk of money mm-hmm. here, uh, she's going to have to take money out, but maybe she can satisfy her charitable things. What about when she's gone? Yeah. What, what's her What's her intent? What, what What's the cool thing that can happen there? Well, so we haven't gotten that far yet to talk mm-hmm. with her, but and, uh, for another individual that I'm, I'm very, very familiar with, uh, situation. Um, this individual passed away and had uh, a sizable IRA account, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he decided that he wanted to, to really significantly impact uh, his local church okay. and charities yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Right. So there were universities, there were community colleges, there were churches, there were uh, hospitals, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of thing that were uh, made as beneficiaries of his IRA. Mm. So what's the benefit in that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Um, if if uh, if Daddy Warbucks uh, was my dad and he mm-hmm. had a big IRA mm-hmm. and I inherited that IRA, well, I would pay tax on any distributions that I made from that. Because you're not a charity. You don't have a I'm special not a exemption. Yeah, even though I want to be the human fund so bad, <laughs> right? Um, sure. I am not a charity. Right. Um, I might be a charity case sometimes. <laughs> Uh, however, uh, if uh, Daddy Warbucks, Phil, leaves that IRA to uh, a charity, mm-hmm. then, number one, the charity doesn't pay tax on the distribution, right? Uh, nor does any of his heirs. Now, they're not receiving the income mm-hmm. or you know the money out of the IRA, mm-hmm. but it's a way to benefit a charity to mm-hmm. a larger extent to the tune of whatever the tax rate may be. Yeah, that's extra money going to them. So if, if my tax rate were 25%, mm-hmm. he theoretically just uh, benefited the charity by an extra 25% of what he gave to them. It's a, a great planning mm-hmm. tool. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to And go- if I had a choice yeah. on things, you know, if, if he was so inclined to leave money to charity and he had a house worth 250000 mm-hmm. and an IRA worth 250000 mm-hmm. or he had uh, a stock account worth 250000 and an IRA worth 250000 I would prefer the house or the stock account as opposed to the IRA. There you go. Because I don't have to pay the tax on it. I wind up with more money. That's right. A lot of tax consideration. And the church winds up with more money. And it's part of the planning process. Sure. Now, as people are listening to us, the reason we went that far Mm -hmm. in depth on a show that's about financial education is we want to educate you. Sure. We want you to... uh, This is just one subject. Mm -hmm. What do you do with an IRA when you don't necessarily need all of it? Or... You have needed some of it, but you mm-hmm. pass away, and there's some left. There's some planning that can be done there, not just to benefit you and your family, but also to benefit the rest of the world and some tax mm-hmm. code uh, considerations and understandings that can help you. Right. So don't put your head in the sand if it has anything to do with taxes mm-hmm. or investments. It might help you. Yeah. So the point is, how do you know if it's going to help you? You learn. Mm-hmm. All right? So... You say you learned from your grandfather. I learned from my parents and my uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all ha- ha- had places where the first learning occurred. But over time, we've learned through our own mistakes. Oh, sure we have. Huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. So Karen and I told you about the lady, that my wife, who's concerned about the next payday, uh, she also, we decided, like, the second year we were married, we're going to go on a, on a cruise. Well, I didn't have $2,800 mm-hmm. back then, so we put it on a credit card. Yep. Okay? 
So I've learned my lesson out there. Mm -hmm. For those of you who think, boy, that guy must have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that guy thinks he's never made a mistake. Mm -hmm. I made a mistake. And it took me a year and a half to pay that thing off at 21.99% mm -hmm. interest. Yep. Uh, so I've made the mistake. I've done the thing mm -hmm. before. Yes, we had a great time. And yes, I have some wonderful pictures of the Bahamas. And it, 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 But on the other hand, maybe I could have waited one or two more years and paid cash and well, saved $400 in interest. Yeah, well, I was going to say it cost you an extra four to $600 in interest is what that trip cost you. That's exactly what it yeah. did. And I, so mm -hmm. I've learned that. Mm -hmm. So... You've probably learned from your mm -hmm. mistakes. We, we all learn from our financial. So who can I learn from? I can learn from friends and family mm -hmm. and observing. I can learn from my own mistakes. Mm -hmm. Another way I can learn is, you know, listening to podcasts and radio right. and maybe even reading mm -hmm. myself if I want to. Now, in the past and traditionally schools, and I'm talking about mm -hmm. um, junior high, high schools, didn't have this. This is part of the, the curriculum. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, that's that's changing. And it is changing, but not quickly enough, I don't think. No, no. And a number of adults out there weren't in school mm -hmm. when uh, the subject matter was changed at, at school. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't get benefit. Now, maybe their kids are getting exposed to some things that they haven't been exposed to. But uh, hopefully mm -hmm. the next generation will at least have one more point of or place of learning that that some of us didn't now what would i if i were putting together the lesson plan the syllabus for this personal finance class for let's say a high school sophomore okay what would i have what what should we have um as, as part of that what what do we want them to learn so i i think you'd start with the basics mm -hmm. right mm-hmm uh, how does the banking system work? What is a bank account? What is a savings account? What is a checking account? Mm -hmm. If you have a checking account, how do you balance a checkbook? Ooh. Right? Many people think that the way you balance a checkbook is to go online and see how much money you have in there. Yeah. I can see the balance. What yeah, do you mean? That's me the balance. Yeah. They've already balanced it for me, Bubba. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to do any extra yeah. work? Because maybe you forgot about that check that you wrote. Right? Yeah, or I used my debit card mm -hmm. and I didn't keep the receipt. Yeah, like where uh, uh, somebody mm -hmm. took forty eight dollars out of my account. That's right, mm -hmm. right. So it's part of that discipline, that mm -hmm. consistency, that understanding about how much is coming in and sure. how much is going out, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. We're going to continue to talk about what we would put on the lesson plan to truly teach personal finance from the advisors roundtable on Super Talk. Thank you for coming and sitting with us and listening from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio, Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you. So we're talking about personal finance and learning and who we learned it from and other people and even yourself and your own mistakes. And um, what about online? Do you know there's some free online courses? Uh, there are a number. So you asked in the, in the prior segment about, uh, you know, teaching a class. Mm -hmm. um, it just so happens that next Monday with our scout group, I'm teaching the personal management merit badge. 
Hey. Right. So I, I, I just happened to pull up on the uh, on the, the Google machine here mm. what the requirements are. Okay. Okay. So th- it's a pretty involved merit badge, and it's one of those requirements to get the Eagle Scout rank. All right. Um, and this is Boy Scouts. Boy Scouts. You're in charge of. Right. And how old are these boys? All right. So they, they range in age from 11 to about 16. Okay. So I think a very good mm-hmm. age for them to be considering a number of these issues, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the requirements is for them to uh, choose an item that your family might want to purchase that it's considered a major expense. Like a car. A car, uh, wow. an air conditioning you know, uh, uh, machine, right. uh, a television could be a major expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it varies, right? right. Uh, but you choose one of those. Uh, it tells you to go and, and uh, discuss a plan about how you're going to save money to, to afford that, whether you're going to finance it or not, right? Okay. right. Uh, where you need to go to shop for these items. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up with different quotes, maybe looking at consumer reports to find out what the quality of the item is. Right. So you might say, well, I want a vehicle, right? Uh, but do you want a, a Ford Pinto, which was probably a fine car in its day, <laughs> other than them catching on fire when they were rear-ended, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, or do I want a Toyota or do I want, you know, a Buick? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, th- those are some of, some of the things there. Right. Um, it also says to prepare a budget reflecting your expe- expected income and expenses over mm-hmm. a 13-week period. Mm-hmm. So budgeting is a major aspect of that, right? Great exercise. Um, and even if you've got an, uh, an allowance coming in, right? Mm-hmm. And this is you know geared for kids. Or you've got a part-time job mm-hmm. in the afternoons. You've mm-hmm. got a certain amount of income. And what are your expenses associated with that? Right. Um, the one that I really like associated with this merit badge, though, uh, Discuss the following five concepts. Uh, number one, the emotions you feel when you receive money. Mm-hmm. That, that, so money is a very emotional thing. We've often said yeah. that if we had uh, if we had it to go over again, we would have a, 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 mm-hmm. at least minored, if not majored, in psychology. Right. That's right. Right. <laughs> so number two, your understanding of how the amount of money you have with you affects your spending habits. Mm-hmm. So if you've got more money in your pocket, are you going to spend more? Mm-hmm. More than likely. Just because right? you can doesn't necessarily mean you right. should, but we, sometimes we do. Mm-hmm. Right. Your thoughts when you buy something new or your thoughts about the same item three months later. <laughs> Explain the concept of buyer's remorse. Right? Yes. I bought those blue jeans, but oh. they no longer fit. Ooh, and yeah. I'm still paying for them on that credit card, right? <laughs> Ooh, that hurts. Yeah. How hunger affects you when shopping for food items. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, your experience uh, of an item you have purchased after seeing or hearing advertisements for it. Yep, yep. Did the item work as well as advertised? You know, your understanding of what happens when you put money into a savings account. Charitable giving. Explain its purpose and your, and your, and your thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you can do to better manage your money. Right. So, I mean, a number of these things. And then we get into common stocks, mutual funds, mm-hmm. why you would have certain types of life insurance, uh, property casualty insurance. That so it's a pretty in-depth uh, merit badge for for individuals to have. All right. So when you're when you're doing this, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just thinking about the experience here for, for these uh, young men. Some of this is going to be work they're going to have to do individually. That's right. But then do you bring them back and they do some of this discussion openly mm-hmm. as, as the group? Yeah. 
and we talk about their homework. We talk mm-hmm. about what item they decided that they wanted to purchase for their family. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about, uh, in general, their feelings about mm-hmm. having money or having money in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and see, all of the, or a number of the methods of learning that we've talked about on the show right now, mm-hmm. those guys are going to experience all at once. Right. They're going to experience themselves learning mm-hmm. and the, their mistakes and, and their investigation. But they're also going to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought I was going to buy a car, so I had to go out to a car dealership and, and talk about uh, how to do that. But then mm-hmm. Bubba, he was going to go buy electronics and how that mm-hmm. process worked. So I'm going to not just learn from my experience. That's right. I'm going to learn from watching you learn mm-hmm. and also what you have brought back to the group that's that's invaluable that's right that's a great thing Mm -hmm. for them to to do so but you don't have to be in boy scouts to do that no you don't right no you don't. um anybody out there that's listening today can go look up and and on their google machine and Mm -hmm. put in personal management merit badge right and all these requirements will be in there and you can go in and look at each one individually that's exactly how do you create a budget Mm -hmm. What is car insurance really for? Yeah. Why do I need homeowner's insurance? Do I need life insurance? Yep. Yep. Yeah. What are investments? And, and uh, speaking of being online and mm-hmm. looking for resources so that you can personally learn personal finance 101. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not everybody has a good home life. That's right. Not everybody has an uncle or a grandparent mm-hmm. or a parent to learn from. Not everybody realized the importance of this until they got to be older. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't have the opportunity to learn when they were four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. And so here they are, 30 years old, and they're in trouble financially. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, there's some things, maybe there's some basics I should have been exposed to earlier sure. on. Mm-hmm. So there are four free online personal finance courses okay free mm-hmm. now america likes free yeah right mm-hmm. have you seen that commercial where you know it's like a, a, a free refills on on your drink and where the guy mm-hmm. keeps going back and he goes over there and then he goes and gets him a bucket anything that's free yeah. you know we just get, we've mm-hmm. got to have more sure. of free whether it's good for us or not all right so these are four free personal finance classes and and courses that you can get online that kickstart your financial journey all right udemy u-d-e-m-y all right they have a personal finance 101 uh that you can look it up it's a massive online educational resource and it'll cover various of uh, various topics, but you can uh, when you uh, go to their website, you can just put in personal finance one on one, everything you need to know, and they're going to talk about mm-hmm. personal savings, saving for college, retirement, the ins and outs of credit cards, a lot of the stuff we talked about today, the things that we've learned through our own experience or from watching other people. Uh, it's a three-hour course, and it is completely free. All right, Skillshare. Okay. Uh, has my financial mountain. It's uh, understanding your path to solid financial foundation. Uh, 35,000 people have actually uh, done this one. Um, and um, it's kind of a s- subscription-based service, mm-hmm. but uh, they'll expose you to it uh, for free. Uh, Allison's, A-L-I-S-O-N. 
they have an introduction to managing your personal finance and your debt. Uh, they get a lot of um, uh, positive reviews about okay. helping people who have loads of personal debt and, and getting uh, through it. Uh, it's uh, uh, a three-hour course, but I, about one and a half hours of it are talk about, talking about debt mm -hmm. management. Um, uh, Coursera, C-O-U-R-S-E-R-A, uh, create a budget, uh, and they actually do this in uh, cooperation with uh, Google Sheets. Uh, and so those are four free online courses about personal finance. Now, the bottom line is that anybody who has access to the Internet can be learning more about uh, managing their money. And these are credible sources. Sure. And there's a lot of good stuff uh, there for you to glean through and, and understand. No matter how old you are, no matter where you grew up, no matter about any of your life circumstances, every day can be a learning experience. Mm -hmm. And every day, that learning experience doesn't have to be a hard knock. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a bad learning experience. Mm -hmm. It could be a positive learning experience that you do on purpose. Mm -hmm. And if we knew a little bit more about personal finances think we'd be less scared of not just the circumstances of life, but some of the terms. Mm -hmm. Once I, I read it and Bubba explains to me and I read this thing about a mutual fund, it doesn't seem to be some kind of foreign concept. Mm -hmm. I understand it now. And maybe I'll get to participate a little yeah. bit more if I understand it more. Mm -hmm. So we encourage you from the Advisors Roundtable Get involved in your own personal financial management and learning about it on Super Talk Radio. Discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.